Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 7, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Actually, I have a whole bucket of stuff on the docket. We're going to look at the market from two entirely different angles. They're 180 degree polar opposites. So as normal, we'll start with the daily chart. We'll go up and down from there. But let's talk first about our trend line. So we know the trend line is important. The trend line is holding. And not only that, but the market completed a 618 retracement from low too high retracing back a portion of the move. So this is basically what's taking place. Here was the actual low. Here was the most recent high. The market was retracing a portion of that move, which became about a 618 retracement, give or take. My number was 388, and it was actually a lower number. It was a spike of 388, but they never did that, at least not yet. That's unfinished business. We'll cover that another time. But we have a couple of things in the bull case. So the market did a normal garden variety retracement. That's A, number one. And B, number two, is they're holding the trend line. So now we look up north and we say, okay, we have a convergence of moving averages up around 401, 402, 403. In that neighborhood, you have a 100 period, a 50 period moving average coming from underneath after a test of an important spot to run a back test of the convergence of those moving averages, normal garden variety market behavior. And oh, by the way, just so happens we have a pretty big time breakdown candle high at 401.56. That's the actual high. So right in that zone certainly is on the table sooner than later if we get any kind of more bullish behavior. Those type of things, those type of areas, the breakdown candle high, the convergence of moving averages, they become magnetic. Certainly, the closer price gets to them, they pull price in. That's the magnetism at work. Then, what if we pan out a little bit? We look at the weekly chart and we say, all right, let's say the garden variety retracement holds. Let's say the trend line down here holds. Now we have some kind of triangulation going on, we have an important thing. We have two important pivots, which creates, by definition, a trend line. And then you might say, well, hey, wait a minute. Why can't you use the trend line from the highs? You can. I just put one over it. It's the same line. This is the one from the high. Now we're back to the daily chart. Comes up slightly higher than this pivot high here. The other one when we draw it on the other two pivots or the other pivot and this pivot, it ends up running through this number, obviously. So it's a little bit lower. But in concept, when you pan back the tape a little bit, look at it from a weekly chart, we're getting a concept. We don't need to worry about to the penny with this kind of stuff when we're trying to understand what the market's actually doing. So in this case, this is the bull case, and we have to say, well... If the bottom trend line is going to hold and the garden variety 618 retracement is going to hold, then it's likely that the market's going to push on further, not necessarily all at once, all on the same day. But here's where the other stuff comes into play. Now we're talking tinfoil hat. 
We talked about it last night, and I said, well, beginning really the end of this week, and then it's going forward from that point. So end of this week into next week and beyond, the market should pick up speed. They're going to move the tape one way or the other. The question is, is it up or down? That's the million-dollar question, obviously. The tinfoil hat event is an energy event. So when I say that, you have to realize just because we're looking, we may be looking for downside in the market, it doesn't mean it's eminent and it doesn't mean it has to be as a result of the tinfoil hat event. Just because it had a negative impact on the markets 93 years ago with the same type of setup that we discussed last night, that doesn't have to repeat in the same way. Why is that? because there's something else. How about something called the law of alternation? One setup makes a high, one setup makes a low. They see how this works. It doesn't always work exactly the same as it did in the past. We use the things of the past when we see some kind of a cycle situation that may or may not be important. We don't know. It's an awareness at this point. We've seen stuff like this just not work. It just blows right past it. Nothing happens, so be it. But we have the awareness so that if something does start to happen, if the market does pick up speed next week in one direction or the other, we know that they're beginning to release energy, or even the latter part of this week, they're beginning to release energy. Now, here's something that we have to also watch out for. A lot of times we trade up or down into these events. So let's just say, for argument's sake, the market trades right up into the end of this week. Another two days of solid upward behavior. Well, it will have traded up into the event. So we're on the lookout for a trend change. It's hard to anticipate a trend change with a tinfoil hat event that's going to release energy and it's going to be large. So therefore, and that's my opinion, I think it's going to be large. So you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of the tape. So you really need some kind of confirmation. Where do we get confirmation from? We're going to use certain numbers as confirmation. We're not there yet. We'll be there at the end of the week. Here's the other thing, and this is where we lay it on thick in terms of the common sense stuff. Regardless of what you think, regardless of what I think the market's going to do up or down, it makes no difference. I think longer term, there's downward activity. They never made a good low, all that stuff. But you have ripped your face off rallies. You have bear market rallies. The market's designed to trick trap full as many people as they can, as much of the time as they can. Those are the characteristics of the market. So when I say all that, if they start pushing up a little bit more, what's to say they can't get up into this spot, this area, 420, 419, 421, depending on when they get there. Maybe it's 416, 417, out into next week or beyond. We don't know, but there's nothing to say after all this type of activity. A high up here, a low down here, these pivots, another high. Why can't they just keep going up another 100 handles by the end of the week? That's absolutely possible. And if they do that, right, go up 100 handles by the end of the week, all of a sudden, now you're in stone's throw of that upper trend line. You see how this works? It becomes magnetic. It draws price in. All that stuff takes place. Here's something else we need to mention. Remember how I mentioned this about once per quarter? And it has to do with the futures contract role. It's called the role 
because we're rolling from the September expiration contract to the Z or December expiration contract. And I emphasize Dece because that's the way it's said in the olden days, in the pits, it's Dece, not December, or the Z contract. So what do we say around this event? We say it each and every time. Weird stuff happens. So the roll will be taking place between the end of this week and into next week. Weird stuff happens. Keep in mind something else. Let's take a look at this for a moment. I think it's rather interesting. Right now, we're on this U contract. This is the September expiration. And you can see current price, $39.79 and change. I want to make a point. Let's look at the Z contract, $39.96. That's a pretty big spread from one contract to the other. Weird stuff happens around contract expiration. Now, it could mean anything or it could mean nothing. So don't take the spread as a there's a trade in there. This contract could sell off down to the other number. The other contract could scurry their way up to this number. Anything goes. Weird stuff happens around the roll. There's a big spread on this time around. Traders are valuing the price of the December expiration contract higher than the current contract. Doesn't matter what you believe or what you think, that's a fact. Last thing I'll mention on the daily chart is, what happens if they give up this trend line down here? Well, then it's curtains. That's Irene's new address. Could that happen with the release of the energy next week and beyond? And the answer is, yeah, I believe it can. Anything goes, be prepared for either way. They can rip them up and they can drop them through the floor. We have no choice but to use the numbers to determine where we are, whether it's the bull case active or the bear case active. And we're going to likely have a number that's higher than this trend line to tell us whether they're failing or not later in the week. How about inside the numbers? Now, at the end of the day, it was a nice, big, healthy update for the bulls. Think about early in the day, around zero, dark 30, they were flat, they were slightly green, they were red, they were all over the place. And the thieves in the night already paid a visit to the futures equivalent of SPY 388. I think I did the math, and if I did it correctly, they came to like 388.0 something, if I remember right. So first, we take the bull case, and we have some numbers. That seems very far away, but what you'll see here, and I'm going to do this rather quickly today because we know the result. They actually got going, and they really just grinded higher all day. So what I provided throughout the day were the areas that they would, A, be pulled up to from a magnetism standpoint, and then have to get over on candle closes to open the door for the next number. And that's the way it works in either direction. So today, it was the northern numbers, and you're going to see those throughout inside the numbers. Our important thing for this morning was two areas. Are they going to hold the trend line, which they never tested it during the regular session, the pit session, if you will. And then as you'll see later in the notes, it was 391 to 391.20. As long as they stayed above that, the bulls were going to be okay for a rescue operation. So we're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Here was just an interesting tidbit, and this is, goes to the big fat round number conversation. The futures were hanging around their big fat round number of ES3900. The corresponding price is around 
389.75, and that's where the spiders were when the ES was at 3,900. Not to do anything with this information, it's just good to know for those of us that hold stock in the big fat round number situation. However, it just so happened that that 3,900 and that corresponding price in the spider is the same price where the trend line, the bottom trend line that we keep talking about was this morning around the opening candle. If they opened down there at that price, that would have been right on the number. It's kind of interesting and funny the way that works. Above the trend line, the bulls are still in the game for a rescue operation. Below, and the bears have the ball and the door opens for 388 and a spike of it. And that's just the way it was. I'm moving along. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to do the work. Tonight, I'm not even going to go back to the chart because all they did was hold the number we said they were going to hold. You'll see that in here if you read the notes. And then we just gave the ones they were going to run to. One after the other after the other. And here you see 10 o'clock, for example. I'll highlight one thing. 391.20 down to 391 is the pivot for now. Getting below and they test the trend line and a whole new set of things is going on. So that has to hold. That's what I was saying all morning long. And here it is. We did go back to the chart. 391.20 is the horizontal trend line running across the screen. Right at the vertical is today's activity. And you see here, they had to hold 391.20. They tested it and bounced. Tested it. They tested 391, a little bit lower. That's normal garden variety activity. I'm giving you the number, but the number can be spiked and often is. And certainly when the number comes in right above a fat round number, 391, 390, all that stuff, then they test those numbers. They come up short. They spike them through. That's just the way the market works. That's the way the computers work. That's just the way it is. You don't have to know why. You don't have to disagree with it. You just have to run with it. And like we said in the notes, that was it. That was the pivot. If it holds, they can have a rescue operation, period, full stop. So we're moving along. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. Here, just as a recap, the overhead resistance zone around 393 and a quarter or so was, in fact, overhead resistance. What you'll find is we said if the market gets above a thing, they're going to go to, there you have it, 393.25. That's when they hit it. So what we're doing is we're saying where they're going to go to. Let me see if I could find that down here real quick. Here, 1005, 393 and a quarter and a little higher is still overhead resistance. Earlier in the day, we were looking for a short. As the day grows on, it's not so much the same trade as it was before. So it doesn't become as appealing, at least to me. And here you see it, 393 and a quarter. They spike it by a couple of pennies. They pull back. Then they run up to it again, back test and keep going. But you can see here, it was a pullback, but it wasn't like a great short trade or anything. I mean, they did pull back probably 10, 12 S&P handles, and I'm not minimizing that at all. But in this type of thing where you're getting a rescue operation, the candle is getting lit or the match is getting lit to light the spark that lights the thing that makes the market run. A short during the morning rush for a quick scalp is one thing. As they get into that slow portion and they begin to grind, eh, it becomes less attractive for me. And we're moving back along. Scrolling up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. All the numbers are here. Everything that's here that I said they were going to do, they pretty much did today. In fact, check this out. Above 394, they're going to go to 395 and a quarter. There it is. And just to prove a point, 395 and a quarter, and not that they have to collapse, 
but they stopped going up and they pulled back for a while. It's a shallow pullback, which is a bullish thing. It's eating time off the clock, building energy for another push higher. That's all it is. It's like taking a deep breath. You have to have the numbers. Those are the targets. Now watch this. There's one more in here. 145 in the afternoon. If they squeeze them into the close or just in the afternoon, 398.50 will be the prize. 398.50 will be the prize. 398.50 was the prize. And that was basically high of day within pennies. How you doing? If you're active in the market during the trading day and you're not an Inside the Number member, the question is, why not? We only had two stocks on the move today on the board, AZN and GME. Quiet in the pre-market, you have to take what Mrs. Market gives you. AZN, there were two numbers on the board. It opened below the first and came up short of the second, so this one was just a flat, no trade, remaining flat. How about GME? This is one of those, the manner in which, but you can see the number worked, obviously. It came into the number 23.53 after doing the Macarena in front of it first. They had a nice bounce, came back for a retest, and then they had a nice rocket ride away from it into the end of the day. GameStop, 23.53. Funny thing you might notice is this number was on the board last week at one point with GameStop, and it may not have been the first number, but it was probably a second or third at the time. Just saying. I don't remember specifically but I'm pretty sure if it wasn't 2353, it was pretty darn close. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we've got the same routine, no change from yesterday. They never hit their trend line, they're bouncing. They're bouncing into the convergence of those moving averages. Same as the S&P that we just discussed. And since it's all the same market, everything's going to apply. If this thing's gonna have a rally because the other markets are rallying, this thing's gonna have a rally too. And you might wanna write this down, put it on a sticky note, 187. Not saying it can't go higher than that if they explode higher. I'm just saying 187 to 188 is bona fide overhead resistance. On the other side, give up this trend line, even get to this trend line and give it up. That would mean the other markets are scaling down as well. And that is, remember, Irene's new address. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine. It was a bounce day, dead cap bounce or more. We don't know yet. It could have been just a dead cat bounce. We'll see what tomorrow brings. But if they rally him up into the end of the week, what she's doing is providing clues. So the next day or two is going to be very important, at least from where I sit, across all these markets. Can we do anything with this down here information? No, not really. They hit 13.5 and they bounce. So it's in a downtrend below all the moving averages. And we know that's the dominant thing. On the weekly chart, she's not below everything. There's still a 200-period moving average below. Never got there, never hit it, came up short at the 12.8. We really don't need this anymore. And I'll tell you, that shimmy down this morning, down to whatever that price level was, 13,453 and change, that actually created or left some unfinished business. And you see what we're looking at here. There's a break up candle low and then a gap and there's some unfinished business in there. So we'll see how long this holds. We'll see if they can run up to make a test of the breakdown candle high into these moving averages. That's certainly possible. Same routine or schematic that we discussed with the S&P just a few minutes ago. The Q people about to run a test from the underside of that upsloping trend line. So if they can recapture that trend line, they're going to run into a couple of things first. They recapture the trend line. They run into this breakdown candle high, about 303.75, so say between 
302, 302.50, 303.00375. Somewhere in that neighborhood, you're going to run into the trend line, the breakdown candle high, and then you have overhead resistance with the convergence of these moving averages right above that. So there is a lot of overhead resistance. Running a test of that trend line from underneath after breaking below is normal garden variety market activity. Getting back above it is a recapture, and if they get back above these moving averages, let's say, well, that's a whole different shaker full of spice. About the financials, same routine, DCB, overhead resistance, breakdown candle high, moving averages, same routine, everything, getting a bounce, it's all the same market, it all goes the same direction at the same time for the most part, with minor exception, not necessarily to the same magnitude, but there's no new discussion here that we don't already know over the last 12 to 20 minutes. Likewise with Smash Mouth, little bitty bounce, not a big deal, they're really weak, this is just a little bounce. Look where they were, look where they are. Can't make a big deal at a three bucks or one and a half percent after being down as much as they are and below the moving averages as much as they are specifically on this daily chart. I would say that's an important spot. I've got it at about 208.65, could be plus or minus 25 to 35 cents or so, but that's a general area that you want to see them closing considerably above based on the weekly close to have a bull case. And if they close on it, you can't do anything with it. And if they close considerably below it, that really activates more of a bear case. This is an important pivot, really from a longer term perspective, we'll call it 208.65. How's oil doing? So here's a weekly chart of the continuous contract for crude oil October expiration. Now, Markets love to do the same crap over and over again, so guess what? We're going to do the same crap over and over again. Market ran up to this spot, pulled back. That makes it an important spot. Mrs. Market said so. Once she got above that spot, she's going to come back to run a test of that spot. Now, I don't know whether she's going to get there on this push lower or not, but what we do know is that's an important spot, and if they come up short and bounce away, it becomes less important. But if they get there anytime soon, it's extremely important. I have another number, and what I did was I put out a chart with a number on the Twitter thing. If you want to see it, you can go to Twitter, and it's MKT Forecast is the handle. I don't know how that came about. It just did. I got a chart up there with a number. If you want to go see it, go right ahead. Trying to get some activity going on Twitter. Frankly, I get a lot of requests for me to post stuff that's going on either in the morning or throughout the day on Twitter so people can get kind of a sense when they're not inside the numbers, like, can I post something that's important without giving away the store? And I said, sure, I'm going to give it a try. Come visit me on Twitter. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.